Welcome back to the Laughter, Dirt and Education podcast. Each fortnight, I get to sit down with rural and remote educators and hear their stories. Thank you for joining me for yet another episode. Before I begin, I would like to acknowledge that I am bringing this episode to you from the lands of the Wangan Yanganluru people. I also acknowledge your traditional custodians of the various lands on which you are listening from today and pay respect to Elders past, present and emerging and extend that respect to other Aboriginal people joining us today. Hey guys, welcome back to another episode. This week is a little bit of a different episode, I would say, and I'm kind of just recording it on the fly so hopefully it makes sense but I really wanted to cover what to do when you're looking for a gubby job I guess we're definitely coming up to that time of year again where people are advertising looking for gubbies or people are putting advertisements up looking for a gubby job for next year and obviously working as a gubby is such a huge thing I think a lot of people underestimate the job and even though you may not need qualifications as such to do it, I think it's really important that you know what you're going into and that will help you succeed in your job. I do want to say it is more than a job. I truly believe it is a lifestyle and I know that's so cliche, but you will hopefully get to live this amazing lifestyle. But at the end of the day, your job is a govy and wanting to work with kids and help their education should be your main priority. It's That is what you should be looking for. So on a personal note, I think some things you really need to consider before you even start looking for jobs, start applying for jobs, are make sure you know exactly where you want to go. I'm not saying a region in particular, but it might be a state or a territory. And how far do you want to be realistically from the closest town and facilities? It is easy to say you want to go to Station X, but it's a five-hour trip to town. Are you okay and are you prepared to accept that you may be isolated for weeks, especially when you're up like northern Queensland, northern territory, like we're heading into the wet season at the end of the year. You'll probably be starting in the wet season Access to town may be very hard to get there um, and they're things you have to consider. I know maybe first up, like a lot of people go to places closer to town, but it's also important to think how are you going to get back to your hometown, your family, if something does happen? Are you willing to drive the 24 hours or catch a plane home if it's an emergency? And I'm not saying that happens all the time. Like, there's probably only been one time in the last few years where I've really had to get home and it wasn't a huge deal for me. I was only a 10-hour drive and I felt comfortable with doing that. I know I can get home in a day if I need to. And of course, you always hope you don't need to, but it's something definitely to consider. The other thing to think about, especially I guess if you haven't been in a teacher role or like a childhood education role, is how many kids do you want to teach? I am really lucky right now, I only have one student. I would be more than happy to teach more kids because I've come from that teaching role where having 20 plus kids in my class is fairly normal. That is not to say having only a few kids is easier. You will have multi-age classrooms, school rooms, and 
that can be quite hard to manage, especially when it's like that really busy time, it's assessment time, and especially if the kids aren't independent yet. Those lower years are obviously going to depend on you so much more than if you had students in the higher years where they're becoming that bit more independent. So I think you really need to be realistic about what do you think you could handle. And I know it's really easy for me to sit here and say that and you don't really know until you've given it a try. But I think if you are not feeling the most confident, you may have not been to school for a while, those kind of things, really think about that and look for jobs that may have like one or two kids There's not many jobs out there, I noticed. Personally, like three kids is usually quite a big schoolroom. But of course, families are also different. So that is definitely going to be um, something to look out for. So for me, I guess they're like the main things that I look for if I was to look for a government job now, especially. And the other thing is, do you want to do work outside of the schoolroom? I guess I'm really lucky right now in the job I have this year and last year, I'm not expected to do anything else other than school. But in saying that, I have had so many opportunities to jump out the cattle yards, um, help with harvest, help around the house. Like I will look after my student outside school hours and that's not because it's expected of me, that's because I genuinely want to do it. However, you will find some govy jobs and I find I speak to a lot of govies, especially in the Northern Territory where your job is six days a week. That doesn't always mean that it is looking after the kids though. It could be outside work. It might be homestead help, those kind of things. So really question, would you be okay with that? So obviously these are things you're going to be looking for when you see jobs advertised. Now, a job can look beautiful on paper a family can look beautiful on paper and there may be no doubt they are lovely people but sometimes and I think I've spoken about this with govies before on the podcast some people you might not just get along with and that is normal but I think it is so important to have those conversations early when you have applied for a job if your boss future boss I should say reaches out to you ask the questions get to know them as a family like what do they enjoy doing on their days off like will you be included in that especially if you're going out as a single person I think that's really important because I know for me I feel like I have become part of the family and that probably does help because I am single if I was going out with a partner you obviously would probably want some more time together with your partner and you may not rely on that family as your second family as much and that's okay and I guess that also applies completely differently when you work for a company slash a family company property too. So get to know the person you may be working for. Ask them those questions like, do you feel, and I don't like using this word because it's such like a new age word, but do you vibe with them? Does that, um, do you feel like you can chat to them? Do you feel you can be comfortable saying, look, really excited. I would love this job, but these are some of my worries. You are a little bit further from where I planned. I'm worried about getting homesick. Like how have they interacted with govies in the past to get over that you're not going to really know 100% for sure if you're going to get along with them until you are in that situation but I think having all the information you possibly can before you start is so important 
Something else you should be asking is pay. And I know it is a really awkward conversation to have, but how will they pay you? Are you just going to be on the books as an employee? Are you going to have to go through in-home care? So that means like you have to get your own ABN. Um, Obviously, I don't personally know much about in-home care. So I'm not going to go give you specific details to look for, but I really recommend asking your future boss about it, looking it up, talking to an in-home care agency about it, because these are all really important things when it comes to pay. You are not someone who is just there to live and not make money. At the end of the day, money is important. So you should be having that minimal award wage being paid to you for the hours you are working. But also remember, a lot of these jobs will include things as accommodation, maybe some meat, possibly food and fuel, electricity, maybe internet is covered in your job. So they're also things to take into consideration that then go on top of your pay because they are so important to think about. Don't always look at that final figure and go, oh, well, they're not paying me. Think about how much you're also saving Um, from not having to pay those things because they're already included in your weekly fortnightly pay. Something else is to consider is what car you may be taking or maybe not taking if you are going to this job without a car. How would you be able to get off the station, explore, make that really clear. And if you are taking a car, is your car suitable and safe to drive on the roads. Obviously, most stations are off-road and you need to think, okay, am I going to be able to leave if I want to for the weekend or is my car literally going to get wrecked? Of course, that doesn't mean you need to go out and buy like this massive car. I remember last year I spoke with Lauren, one of the govies, in a podcast episode and she ended up upgrading her car but she didn't want like that four-wheel drive and she was okay to accept that when it rained she probably wasn't going to get out of her station and I think they're really important things to consider. Now I could keep going on and on about what you could do. There are so many already amazing resources out there for you to have a look at. I'm actually going to leave it open to you guys to comment on my Instagram and Facebook posts from this episode about what other tips you would give someone who is starting off gubbing. I know I have such amazing followers who have been gubbies for a year or a couple of years and I think it's important obviously this is just my own personal opinion of what to look for and think about when looking for a gubby job so I would love you guys to really interact with this episode, post your tips, and hopefully it might help someone who's looking for a govy job be a little bit more clear about what they're looking for. If you ever need advice, I please message me. I'm not saying I know it all by any means so far from it, but I would be more than happy to help people. So please don't be afraid to reach out, send me a private message on Instagram or the Facebook page. I love hearing from you guys. It makes it so worth it to know that I have such an amazing community out there. Anyway, guys, if you're listening to this looking for a government job, best of luck. I would love to hear from you. Thanks for joining us for another episode. I hope you enjoyed this episode as much as I enjoyed catching up with our guest. 
Make sure you follow us on our social media pages to keep up to date. You can find us on Instagram at laughterdirteducation underscore podcast or on Facebook at laughterdirteducation the podcast. Until next fortnight, I hope you keep well. Bye.